the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, your happy host here. Hey, uh, this particular show, since we just finished the month of Glocktober, and you know that because Halloween happened, since we just finished the month of Glocktober, this particular show, we're going to focus on Glocks. And there's nobody better to do that with than Dave Street, the Glock Doc from D Street Gunsmithing. Now, I call him that because I can, but he's D Street Gunsmithing uh, here in the Inland Empire. Dave Street, he's been on my show before. Uh, Not only has he done that, but he's actually done some work for me. And I got to tell you, it's a nice thing when you take a gun as dependable as a Glock and make it nice to shoot. That's almost like a work of art there. So, Dave, thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into to gunsmithing, for those of you who aren't familiar with you. Well, I've, I've been involved with guns most of my life. Uh, did a lot of competition shooting all through the years. I was on the sheriff's department for 30 years, so I carried a gun every day. Carried a, a Glock uh, my last 10 years. Um, and then once I retired, which was uh, eight years ago, I went in and opened a, a gunsmithing business, initially specializing in uh, Glocks and then uh, expanding out from there. So I'm a Glock certified armor. I recertify every three years. I have extensive experience with Glock. I used to teach 832 for the Sheriff's Department and for Riverside What's City What's 832? College. That's a, um, in a, a gun course that uh, we teach to uh, limited peace officers uh, like arson investigators, um probation officers, coroners. Uh, they have limited peace officer power. They do carry guns. Um, so they can only have like a 10-round magazine? No, they, they no. can have high caps. <laughs> is that the, oh, well, the limited gun, I just wasn't sure, you know, maybe shorter barrel and a lower magazine cap is what you're talking about. They're just, they're just <laughs> not a, a traditional uh, law enforcement agency. They, uh, they have a primary duty, you know. Right. And then they, they do have law enforcement powers, but they specialize. For example, an arson investigator is only going to investigate arson, not just all, all the general penal codes uh, that are uh, enforced by law enforcement. Very good. So then you became a, a Glock armor, and eight years ago you started your own business. I did. How's that going? Great, great. It's, uh, I'm just living the dream. It's uh, always been my hobby, and now, now I get to work with people and, and their guns. What's your website? It's www dstreetgunsmithing.com. Common spelling for D? Yep. Okay. D Street, as in the Dave Street. So just the letter D. D Street 
gunsmithing.com. And you do specialize in Glock, but also you do other firearms oh, sure. also. And oh, yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit later. One of the great things, folks, that uh, Dave has donated here is he's given us the ability to give out to you, our listeners, a couple of trigger jobs. I think three trigger jobs, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Three Glock trigger jobs. Now, I have in my um, formerly SIG-stained hands, <laughs> uh, I have a Glock 21. Well, I have a mythical Glock 21 because here on the radio, we would never bring a firearm into the studios. Um <laughs> That would sound like that if you racked the slide. So, of course, we wouldn't do that. But if we did, and if I had this Glock 21 sitting in my hands with the new trigger job on it, I got to tell you, it's a whole different animal. Glocks are known for having a trigger that starts early and ends late. You know, you're walking it to the curb before the thing goes off, you know, on a big reset and so forth. But you've actually made this a pretty nice little animal. It It's... um. It's definitely an improvement. And actually, there's two levels of uh, what I call combat trigger jobs that I perform. Uh, the first is where I simply take your trigger, uh, polish it out, of course, and I put two parts into the gun. Um, I use a what's called a three-and-a-half-pound connector, an SP0721. And it's a Glock part. That's that's a Glock part Which is number. important that you stay with Glock parts on these. I like using Glock parts. They are the most reliable, and that's what I... That's what I want to make sure we uh, maintain in the gun. You could do a trigger job and reduce the reliability. And that's the last thing I want. So well, primarily what I work on is the parts of the gun that aren't going to affect the engineering and the reliability of the gun, the connector and the trigger spring. I put in a trigger, a six pound trigger spring. Now let's talk about this one thing you said. You can do a trigger job that will reduce, you can do a trigger job that will reduce the reliability of the gun. You can. And how does that happen? What happens sometimes, uh, what people will do is they'll they'll start working on other parts of the gun. For example, instead of using a, a standard weight trigger spring, I'm sorry, a firing pin spring, they'll put in a light firing pin spring. And that will reduce the trigger pull, but it also really reduces reliability because as that spring breaks in, it becomes a little bit weaker and you start getting light hits on the primer. And that's why when your gun goes click, instead of bang and you rack the slide and pick up the shell as it hits the ground, you notice a small little dimple on the primer, but not enough to ignite it. Exactly. And and that could happen randomly. It could happen in succession. You have really no control on that, do you? you well, you can... Uh, you no, can I go mean, the next step. I mean, when it, when it oh, starts yeah. to happen, you don't know which one's going to fire, which one's not. That's right. That's right, because there's just not enough strength in that uh, firing pin. To ensure every primer is going to go off. That's right. And this is a striker fire uh, weapon, so it relies on that firing pin spring to accelerate that firing pin to the point where it hits hard enough to ignite the round. Striker fire, that's a, that's a term not everybody's going to know. So a Glock is a striker fire weapon, meaning? Means that it uses a spring to accelerate the firing pin, not a hammer. Uh, a lot of weapons, like a SIG, are, you'll see a visible hammer. Or a, a 1911, 1911 or a exactly. revolver. That's right. That actually drops down, hits the firing pin, accelerates it forward so it, when it impacts with the primer on the on your ammunition, it ignites it. Uh, Glocks and, and other striker fire weapons, uh, like the M&P, uh, they all use a spring to accelerate the firing pin. And so it's uh, slightly different mechanism. Uh, both are very reliable. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the nice things about a striker fired weapon like a Glock 
especially if you're carrying it concealed or if you're a duty officer with a jacket or something like that is sometimes that exposed hammer can catch on things. Yes. And, and also it makes the gun a lot more complicated. If you look at a SIG, you're going to have a magazine release. You're going to have a slide stop. You're going to have a decocker. And so let's say that you have a cocked SIG and you want to lower the hammer to make it, uh, you know, less, uh, to make it safe, so that it takes more more pressure on the trigger to ex- ignite exactly. Uh, to actually, hammer down on a live round. That's right. So, on a on a sig, you're going to need a decocker to safely lower that hammer. You don't want to, like on a 1911, grab the hammer, pull the trigger, and and let the hammer down. You may slip. That's like the lottery. Yeah. Well, it happens. <laughs> you only have to win once. Yeah, it happens. So. Uh, a Glock or another striker fire weapon, you don't have a decocker because it's a double action only. It's actually what I call a half cock double action. Uh, and what that means is that the um, the spring is already uh, slightly depressed. And as you pull the trigger, what you're really doing, what you're actually doing is you're loading up the spring tension in that striker uh, spring so that there's enough energy to actually ignite the primer. So when you pull the trigger, it uh, tightens that um, striker spring. Compresses the striker spring. Exactly. It compresses. And then when the sear falls, the spring pushes the firing pin forward. It hits the the, uh, primer and ignites the round. So that's how that operates. And a Glock semi-auto. So for those of you who are are new to purchasing firearms right now you know there's been so many new purchasers i, I want to make sure that when we talk about a term striker fired safety glock whatever they were kind of giving some explanations to it so there is a big misnomer in the press you know the lamestream media that everything's an automatic and so forth and uh you know guns hunt people on their own you know it's, it's amazing but uh, semi-auto is what a typical pistol is a glock is a t- is your typical pistol it is a semi-automatic so when you pull the trigger on a loaded but with a round in the chamber when you pull the trigger it's going to fire that round the concussion from that blast is going to push the top of the gun the slide backwards eject the spent casing and as the recoil spring pushes back, it's going to now slide forward. As it slides forward, the the bolt face is going to strip the next shell, a cartridge, off of your magazine and load it over a ramp into the barrel. And now your gun is cocked and it's loaded and your trigger is ready to be reset. And upon the second pressing of that trigger, it will fire again. It only fires one time per trigger pull. Now... Jerry Mikulek can make it sound like a full auto, but not everybody can, you know. It it can only fire as fast as you can pull the trigger, which might sound like a lot, but for controlled fire, for most people, you know, it's something they need to watch out for. So this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back with Dave Street and D Street Gunsman. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right, 
comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and cutting-edge bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Hey, folks, you know, every week here on Boomstick Radio, we talk about the conversation revolving a Second Amendment, hunting, shooting, your rights, everything afforded under the Second Amendment to citizens of the United States. And our faithful companion in that battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres, at Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. You've heard me talk about the the uh, Firing Line Radio Show Gun of the Month Club. You know, this challenge all started because of some pending legislation this summer, and we decided that what if somebody could actually buy a gun a month? Let's make that a challenge and give them a reward. So that's what we're doing here. And for your gun of the month for the for the month of November is going to be a Diamondback AR-15 with the quad rail 556 flat top. Now, there's limited supply on these. These are a great little gun. If you don't have your AR-15 yet, January 1st is your drop-dead date in the state of California. And over at Bullseye Sports, $569.99 while they last. $569.99 while they last. Diamondback AR-15 quad rail, 556 flat top, 5.56 flat top. Um, awesome little gun, great price. And January 1st is your drop-dead date. So you might as well pick one up now, folks, and uh, learn how to make them California compliant when we talk again. So check that out. Bullseye Sports, 951-823-0211, 951-823-0211, bullseyesport.com. And you know the other thing you can do, Dave, while you're at Bullseye Sports? If you are a winner of the D Street gunsmithing trigger jobs, because, folks, they, I'm here with Dave Street, D Street gunsmithing. And uh, Dave has donated some trigger jobs for us to be given out to our listeners for, for Glocks, um, Gen 1, 2, or 3 Glock pistols. And he's going to take them down to, what? what? Five, five to six pounds. A nice combat, good combat trigger. Right. Right? And improve the, improve the stock trigger. Anyway, we're going to give these away. And so what we're going to do is when we give them away, you go down to Bullseye Sports, drop off your pistol. Dave will pick it up there and bring it back to you. Awesome. The other thing you've offered to do, 
and I think this is probably the most valuable service you can ever have anybody do, is a gun cleaning. <laughs> right. Well, when I clean a gun, I take it down to the springs. I completely disassemble the gun, clean it, inspect it, and if it needs new springs, I put them in. I'm 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 uh, laughing about that, but but this is serious. You actually do an awesome job on cleaning the weapon. You bet. You did a trigger job for me last week. And your comment to me, I said, oh, this is a nice trigger. Your comment to me was, I scrubbed your gun for over an hour. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I thought that it was better to have all the parts inside with a nice matte carbon finish so they didn't glare at night. That's not good? Not not good. (laughs) (laughs) You take away the protective coating of grime, you get rust. You know, most police agencies, they bring the guns in for the officers every year, once a year at least, and they do just this. They take it down to the springs, they inspect it, put in new springs if it needs it, and they put the gun back in service. And that's, not, you know, if you want the gun to be reliable, you got to keep it clean. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, when you just field strip a gun down to its four basic components and clean it, that's fine. But it's not the same as uh, an armor cleaning where you take it down to the springs. And um, not everybody has the training to do that. No. I don't even want the training. I, I, go to D Street Gunsmithing, dstreetgunsmithing.com, and he will take care of all those wonderful things for you. So we're giving these away. Haven't quite figured out what to do for how we're going to make people win that yet. But uh, we'll stay tuned, and we'll come up with that. So, folks, we're talking about... Uh, trigger jobs, how to improve your Glock. Glock is probably the most popular firearm out there, followed closely by the MMP Shields or the MMP Series, um, SIGs. They're all out there. But one of the things Glocks are known for is having a, a huge, horrible factory trigger. But with Glock parts and some other aftermarket parts, you're able to make them extremely nice. Well, you know, I, I have to disagree with you a little bit. I, I don't think the trigger on the Glock is terrible. We'll it's try. certainly not a 1911. Well, that's what I was about to say. Is you need to take a look at my Witness Elite or the 1911. Yeah. You know. Right. Among striker-fired pistols, they're all close. Yeah. So, but Glock advertises that, that their trigger pull is 5.5 plus or minus 1. And I measure them all the time. I find that consistently Glocks are between 7 to 9 pounds. On that trigger pull. Well, maybe they're maybe they're adding plus one kilogram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are German. <laughs> the uh, the point is that seven to nine pounds is a little bit heavy, even just for recreational shooting. Oh yeah. So um, by putting in a, a a lower level, what we call a minus connector and a six pound trigger spring. It brings it down into that five to six pound range, which is very comfortable, and yet you're not going to have an accidental discharge. For one thing, you shouldn't have your finger on the trigger until you're you know, pointing the gun in the direction you want to fire and you're ready to shoot. And you've already checked the background. You made sure it's safe. But the bottom line is that it just makes it more comfortable. It's easier to hit the center of the target if you're actually um, focused on a nice, smooth trigger pull. And uh, all my customers love it. Now, this particular trigger that you put on this mythical Glock 21 that may or may not be actually here in the studio, um, also the front of the trigger is a little bit different. It's much flatter, which I like because I, I use a rifle uh, on my high-powered rifles. I use a trigger shoe. I enjoy a nice wide trigger on that. Sure, sure, and it dissipates the the uh, uh, the force. force that's being placed on it. Now, I actually do two types of trigger jobs, what I call combat trigger jobs, which is any trigger that's over five pounds. Uh, one is where I just... Um, put in the connector and the six-pound trigger spring, 
and I use your trigger. And the second, which is a little more expensive, is I put in a three and a half pound connector, a six pound trigger spring, and I use uh, what's called the custom one trigger, which is where I replace your, the factory trigger and I put in an aluminum trigger that's adjustable. It has adjustments for tre- pre-travel. It has adjustments for post-travel after you've actually fired. And it has a uh, nice flat profile and the, that safety tang in the middle that usually kind of sticks out on mm-hmm. a Glock trigger mm-hmm. goes completely flat. So very comfortable, easy to control. Still about the same uh, trigger pull, five and a half, five, between five and six pounds. But with a wider, flatter trigger, it feels better. It does. Yeah. So Very nice. That's the second level that, uh, that I, I uh, perform on uh, Glocks. Now, one of the things, a lot of people have CCWs or are attempting to get their CCWs right now. And, you know, what about trigger jobs on a CCW gun? You know, I think that most police agencies that uh, issue um, CCWs would prefer you don't do any trigger work. And they're doing that because of liability issues. They want to, you know, uh, make sure that there's no chance of an accidental discharge, that you use the gun responsibly. So by putting in a really light trigger makes it a little bit harder to control, especially in a high-stress situation, which we're not, you know, most of us are not used to that. So things change. Well, well we do drive the freeways. Yeah, good point. <laughs> especially in the rain. We've all, we, that's battle testing right there. I, absolutely. <laughs> So I think for the most part, putting a, a a trigger job on a CCW gun is probably not recommended, but I'm really not aware of any uh, standards that the uh, departments that issue the CCWs uh, have. For that. Now, I don't remember um, on the range day, I don't remember um, anybody testing trigger pull. Yeah. You know, so I think if it was something that they required that you had to have a four or five or six pound, they would have had a, a trigger pull gauge there. I don't remember that. Um, I do know that, that it could simply look badly. And, and you know, in civil, in civil court, and if you have to use your firearm in a defensive action, number one, you'd better have CCW safe there to cover your, your backside. Um, they're going to take care of that. The second thing is realize in civil court, as you said, the attorneys just make stuff up as they go. They have no ethical standards. and Wait, I'm sorry. Attorneys have no ethical yeah, standards? It's not a perfect world. <laughs> not a perfect world. So this is my point. You know, if you're going to get a trigger job on a CCW gun, I would not get uh, this aftermarket trigger. It's called the custom one. Um, I, I wouldn't use that trigger. I would just simply do an internal trigger job where you're putting in a Glock part it's the uh, 0721. They call it a three and a half pound connector. It's actually uh, what's called a minus connector. Uh, it's a Glock part. And it smooths things out. It does. And it lightens the trigger slightly. It breaks. It takes about two pounds off. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a Glock part. So are, are we really out of the realm of not having a, you know, a warrantied gun? And the other thing is, you know, a gun should not have a 19-pound trigger pull. You cannot fire them accurately. And if you're talking about a stress situation uh, and somebody's got an excessive trigger pull, you know, is that is that actually better than somebody has a proper trigger pull? Yeah. Uh, I, I would argue both ways, but then I'm not an attorney. Uh, so anyway, let's check that out. Uh, D Street Gunsmithing Dave Street does some awesome jobs for trigger jobs, gun cleanings, and not doesn't only work on Glocks, but he is the Glock dog. I'm just telling you. Hey, Firing Line Radio Show, we'll be right back after this. 
Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn. Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show on Facebook. Um, whether you're a gold medalist, I'm not, but I, we're speaking out of Kim Road. <laughs> whether you're the gold medalist or not, uh, or you're new to the sport of shooting, you're going to love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where the Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand, and their pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Chad Carlson, the owner of Prado, great guy, had him on the show. Matter of fact, just came back from a big game hunt. He shot a beautiful bighorn sheep. We can't wait to talk to him about that. We'd like to show his appreciation by holding a special event on November 19th for all AM590 listeners. Come out to Prado for Shooter Appreciation Day. There'll be a target and entry fee specials that day, that's Saturday, November 19th, along with a complimentary barbecue lunch included. Saturday, November 19th, I'll be there, and I hope you will also. Now, if you're business owners looking for a new way to entertain your employees or clients or build corporate camaraderie or team spirit, Shoot Prado is where you need to go. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park, 909-597-4518, 909-597-4518, online, shootprado.com, 909-597-4518. Check out Chad Carlson. He's a great sponsor of the show. He um, has a, a great facility down there, you know, Pistol, rifle, shotgun, they can do it all. Training classes, it's its awesome. So it's beautiful. November 19th, we're going to be there basically because they're having a barbecue. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to show up at an event, man, have barbecue. Some some reason I end up showing up there. Hey, um, here with Dave Street, D Street Gunsmithing, we're giving away some trigger jobs, and we're giving away some gun cleaning, uh, courtesy of Dave Street, and I can't can't tell you how nice that's going to be for you folks to get your, your stock Glocks uh, unstocked. How's that? Hmm. Trim into nice little hot rods. But we're talking about CCWs, kind of a hot topic about uh, trigger pulls and so forth. Are there requirements from CCW departments as to what your trigger pull is? I haven't heard or seen anything of that. Um, it's probably a good idea if you ever do have to use your weapon in a in a defensive action that you don't have a target style trigger on it simply because the, the attorney who is suing you on behalf of the um, maggot estate 
I think maggot is a professional term. Yes. Uh, for criminal, inter- yeah, maggot. Absolutely. Uh, of the maggot's estate, uh, they're going to sue you for loss of income because that criminal maggot was the only income for that section of, of society. Or it could be his family suing you. That's what I'm saying. For loss of income, yeah. They're, because he was provided by the drug sales and the thefts he did at your home, uh, he was providing an income for them. And there, there are attorneys who actually defend these guys and, and take these cases. Um, and they're going to make hay uh, of your situation. So you want to make sure that if you have a weapon you plan on using for a defensive purpose or have for a defensive purpose, you have a proper trigger that you can defend, not on the streets, but in a court of law with a, a long-eared brain attorney uh, hammering down on you. I think it's a good idea to have a trigger that's at least five pounds and hopefully uh, stock parts in the gun. So that's why I use a Glock connector because that's part of the gun. It's it's made by the manufacturer and it, it's very reliable, never fails. Okay, so let's say I have a um, Model 41, way I wish, or a Model 34 here in the state of California, and I'm using it for IDPA, I'm using it for, for competitions. What can you do then? Then we go into more of a competition mode where we're going to try and get our trigger down to maybe a three to four pound range, maybe two and a half. And what I do as a gunsmith is I use a Zev trigger. Uh, they're... Zev Technologies. That's right. Well made. That's awesome stuff. And uh, it's it's pretty simple and straightforward. Um, it'll it'll bring that trigger down to a, a very comfortable level. But again, I wouldn't use that for a CCW gun. I would use that just uh, for a uh, competition gun. Now, some people like to take shortcuts, and they're going to find a way around using a Zev, which are expensive. They're going to go ahead and they're going to put in a light firing pin spring, but they may not use a a light firing pin, and that's a that's just programmed to fail, uh, because if as that spring uh, underperforms, I mean it does lighten your trigger pull, but because it's too weak to push a full weight firing pin, you're going to start getting light strikes. Uh, and I've seen three pound and two pound, and they just don't work. They don't even reset the gun very well. So you've got to go with a titanium rod or something of that nature. Well, a, a skeletonized firing pin where yeah. they've actually cut holes and lightened the firing pin, and they've actually ex- lengthened the uh, striker on the very end of the firing pin. A second shortcut that I see that I really don't like is where they'll lighten the spring that operates your firing pin safety. One of the great things about a Glock and modern fire, uh, modern guns now is that that uh, firing pin is locked in and it won't actually fire the gun. It won't, it won't go forward and fire the gun until you pull the trigger. It has a, a locked uh, firing pin. That's an important feature. But if you start lo- uh, lightening the spring in that firing pin safety, let's say you drop the gun on its nose, Maybe it'll overcome this, that lighter spring tension, and the the gun will actually go off. I'll I'll tell you a story if you want. Uh, years that's, ago, that's I was, what we're here for, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> years ago, I was I I was a peace officer for a long time. I was in this pursuit, and we're chasing this guy all over town. Finally, trap him in a cul-de-sac. And this is years ago when our tactics were not as good as they are now. And I remember. Um, I'm behind, right behind the uh, the suspect. He's driving an old Datsun pickup, and my backup comes running past my window, up onto the Datsun, 
which is <laughs> really bad tactics. Yeah, he's riding through your line of fire. Well, I, I actually hadn't even gotten out yet. He beat me to wow. the punch there. But he ran up on the car instead of staying back and having the driver come to us. Mm-hmm. He ran up on the driver, puts the gun on the driver, and he's yelling at the guy to get out of the car. Well, this guy's really drunk. He's all tharned out. He's just sitting there. He doesn't comply. What would you call it? Tharned. I mean, he just he's just not functioning. He's just... <laughs> so, Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. My partner, he goes, he takes out his... Uh, at that time, we were carrying a Smith & Wesson Model 59. So he takes out his 59... And he starts striking the glass, the, the glass, because it's a safety glass and it should shatter. He starts hitting the glass. And as he's doing that, I come up on the uh, driver's side. And whereas he had tried to get in, that door was locked. The uh, passenger side where I was coming up, that was unlocked. So I opened the door, I pulled the guy out and the deal's done. We get down to the station and we're looking at his gun. You know, hey, Sarge, I broke my gun. You know, we wanted to look at the gun, see if it was okay. And... Uh, the gun was all right, but it had a light uh, hit, a primer, uh, a firing pin hit on, on the, the primer. Chamber. That gun almost went off. Those older guns did not have a lock on the firing pin. Yeah. Just like the Series 70 Colt 1911s, you could drop those on their nose and they could go off. So these modern guns, they have a lock on the firing pin and they use a spring to keep that lock in place. And if you start lightening that spring you're increasing the chance of overcoming that spring and maybe the gun going off in specific circumstances where you drop the gun on its nose. Another reason, you simply don't do your own trigger work. No, no, not not always a good idea. You see a lot of good stuff on YouTubes. Uh, I watch YouTubes. YouTubes. (laughs) What do you call it? (laughs) I don't think there's an S. YouTube. Okay, YouTube. Yeah, I got a kid to, he keeps me straight on that. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there is a lot of good stuff. I mean, you can find out how to assemble a AR-15. You can, you know, do all kinds of stuff on there. But trigger jobs, boy, you know, the thing with firearms is you don't get one free mistake. No. No. You know, the, the first mistake can cost you dearly. And phew, I, I wouldn't want to live with that. I'd rather blame Dave. <laughs> Well, that's not going to happen with my trigger job, so I'm going to make sure that your gun's safe, and I'm going to use the right parts. That's awesome. Now, you don't just work on um, Glocks, right? We're going to no. talk in this next segment here. You, you, not only do you do that, but you work. You like to work on SIGs. Oh, yeah, I love SIGs. I love SIGs. Great right. gun. What's Well, you know, let's just talk in the last part of the segment here. Um, difference between your SIGs is you've got a steel frame. Well, some, yeah, some are polymer now. I think the no. 220 is polymer. Well, the 2022 is a polymer, yeah. but all the P-series SIGs are a, a aluminum uh, alloy. Okay. So they're light and they're very stiff. Um, they're very dependable. They're very well made. They're very expensive. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Hey, folks, this is Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. I want to remind you, November 19th, join us out at the Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. And we're going to be out there... Um, it's going to be a great shooter listener appreciation day. Chad Carlson, as I just just talked to you before, Chad Carlson's a great guy. He's going to put it on. We're going to have some great specials. We'll have some coaching, barbecue lunch. That's going to be Saturday, November nineteenth. We'll be out there all day. You got to see us. Come on out. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show with Dave Street. We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. 
I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey, folks, I hope you're entertained, uh, and I hope you're, uh, I hope you're happy with the election results. You know why? This town needs an enema. There you go. That's all I got to say. Uh, Philip Damon, Firing Line Radio Show. I'm here with Dave Street, D Street Gunsmithing. Um, formerly the Glock Doc. Yeah, you can still call him that in certain circles. But Dave has been kind enough to give us out a couple of Glock trigger jobs. Uh, three of them I get to hand out. I'm going to put this contest up on my Firing Line Radio Show Facebook page. Those of you who don't have Facebook, well, use your wife's account, huh? Do something. I mean, I, I'm trying to give you this stuff. We give away safes. We give away cutting-edge bullets, Vortex Optics, uh, Blue Dot safes, uh, CCW safe memberships. Guys, just you got to be involved on this. Uh, I'm going to give you a shout-out to, uh, shout to one of my listeners. His name is Luis Sanchez. This guy, every time I put a content, he goes overboard. It's awesome. Uh, we did a, a thing for cutting-edge bullets where if you're giving away a $100 gift certificate – for cutting edge bullets, if you walk into your gun store and say, "Hey, do you guys carry cutting edge bullets?" and just videotape it, he sent in like six, seven entries. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so awesome job, Lewis! Uh, obviously, you're going to be the winner. So that's awesome. So anyway, um, what else we got going on here? We're talking with Dave Street at D Street Gunsmithing. On our last segment, I mentioned that you like to talk about, or you like SIGs also. You're not just the Glock doc, but yeah. you do have a, a passion for SIGs. Sure, actually. Uh, Back in 87, uh, before that, the Sheriff's Department carried revolvers, which were good guns, but they were just kind of slow to reload and did carry a lot of ammo. So we went over to, we had a choice of either SIG P220 45 caliber or uh, Smith & Wesson 645s 45 caliber. I was lucky enough to uh, choose a SIG, and that was a great gun. I carried it for years till I wore it out, but I realized that at, at one point when I was working dope, I wanted more rounds. And I, I just the, the gun just felt right. Did it have something to do with the dope? What you were working dope? All of a sudden, you need more rounds yeah, for the dopes. Yeah, yeah. I was working narcotics, and uh, I just wanted a gun that carried more rounds and and um, was comfortable. And the the Glocks were very comfortable, so I transitioned to those. But I'll tell you the um, the Sigs uh, is a, a great gun, uh, very reliable. Uh, a lot of agencies use the SIGs. Uh, they are a little pricey. The difference, a lot of though, federal agencies use them, don't they? They have been, although the FBI just went over to the Glock 19, the Glock 17 and 19, and uh, notice the military starting to go into the Glocks. Let's let's talk about the FBI here. Here they are. They say we need a big round, so they develop the 10 millimeter. Yeah. Then what? 
then the FBI agents, the modern FBI agents, can't shoot a 10 millimeter because it goes bang too hard. So then they come up with a 40. And now they're going down to the nine. I think they just get a thirty-two special and be done with it, huh? <laughs> There's a reason they're going to the nine. They uh, the nines are a better round now. There was a time back in the eighties when uh, law enforcement started carrying nine millimeters. We had a little joke going around that if you carry a nine, you better be in good shape because if you shoot them, you're going to have to chase them. And that was absolutely true. Same true. Same same is true with thirty-eights. Yeah. But well, the, the nines, the expansions are, a, are different. The exactly. bullet bullet design is different now. Exactly. So, uh, a lot of agencies are going back to the nine because what's really important in self defense is to get your hits. So, if the gun's easier to shoot, right, and but you're I, shooting under stress, and my point is, if you want to be a big bad FBI agent, you should be able to handle a ten millimeter. End of story. <laughs> they do a great job. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, well, they can't track emails, so I don't know about that. I think they're more of a politicized hack job. How's that? No, that's just the boss, not, yeah, not well, the troops. Well, the fish stinks the from the head. Yeah. And uh, the head of the FBI stinks. James Comey should be arrested for miscarriage of justice, along with Loretta Lynch. They're horrible people, and they're using the rule of law against the American people. Well, those people will move on. Well, let's see. Well, fine, but let's see these fine, outstanding FBI agents arrest his stinking boss for for impeding justice. That's a guy I would back. That's somebody with stones. That's who we need in our departments. Boy, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but well, then I don't need them. Well, there you go. Moving on. FBI does a great job. This is my point, though. Except, (laughs) except when it comes to government corruption. I'm sorry, I have to correct you on that every single time. They catch a bank robber, but they can't catch the biggest thief in Washington. All right, your job. So, SIGs, because they're double stacks, they have a a fairly large grip, and it just isn't compatible with everybody that's shooting that particular gun. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you have short fingers, maybe you have small hands or medium size, just not a comfortable gun. And people have to adjust their grip to accommodate the large uh, handle. So uh, SIG has come up with two solutions to that. That'll, have, that'll work on most of the P-series guns. First of all, they basically carve in the back strap of that gun so that your trigger finger is actually closer to the trigger. That's called the E-square grip. Now, the E-square, is this an, a back strap adjustment you can do to an existing SIG, or is this a new grip you have to, new gun you have to buy? Nope. You can do it to an exi- existing, all the way back to the West Germans. Awesome. Well, you know, SIGs, the old ones. So... That's one modification, but you actually have to take the gun apart and put put a new hammer shroud in, which actually uh, curves back in closer so you can make that adjustment. And what's nice, uh, you showed me one of these. You can get a really nice high tang grip, which is super important with the SIG because the barrel sits so high. That's right. That's right. So it's very comfortable, makes it easier for people with medium to small hands to reach that trigger. The second thing they did was they basically carved out the inside circumference of that trigger they call that the short trigger. And again, it just makes it easier to reach the trigger. And so the SIG has accommodated and made the gun a lot more user-friendly. Um, it does take a gunsmith to install these parts, uh, but and, and they're kind of pricey. But it, it's SIG's a, pricey, yeah. yeah. Look, you drive a BMW, you drive a Mercedes, you're running a SIG, you know. That's right. <laughs> you're going to pay a little bit more. But they and a lot of times when you buy a new SIG, you can actually get these components on the gun already. So it makes it easier to fit the gun to the the uh, shooter's hands, which I think is really important if you're going to carry a, uh, 
any gun it has Absolutely. to be comfortable you know and and it's your purchase not not the sale your purchase when you reach for your firearm and you draw it that first contact with your hand down has got to become natural so when you draw the weapon you're lined up you're not grabbing too low you've got a nice high tang grip your knuckles are where they need to be and so as you bring the gun to bear you're pointing in the right direction not at your feet not to the right and and the fit of the grip in your hand has a lot to do with that. I mentioned before that um, a high tang grip and why it was so much more important on a SIG. Well, it's important on every gun, but especially on a SIG compared to the Glock is on your Glock, your barrel rides very low to the top of the frame of the gun. Yeah. So it's very low across the top of your hand. It's almost, it's not even, but it's close. And if you have a good high tang grip, what that does is it allows a force of recoil to go in a straight line right over your arm. And there's very little muzzle rise when you have proper grip control. That's right. Now, the higher that your barrel is over your grip, it adds a little bit of different torque to the scenario. And a SIG, even though it's in- incrementally higher, it is higher and it, uh, it could cause more muzzle flip with a poor grip. That's right. So let's compare the SIG to the... Um the Glock. Um, they're both very reliable. They they both have uh, extended service life. You know, a, a Glock is designed for a good 40,000 rounds. A right. SIG is engineered for at least 50,000. And they both, you know, that's that's a lot of rounds. Most people don't shoot that much in their entire lifetime. So that's one thing that is favorable for both of those weapons. But I find that the Glock is easier to handle because it has less recoil. And I'll tell you why. Partly because of the high bore, it, it tends the Glock has less muzzle flip. But second of all, it's just the composition of the gun itself. I was on the range teaching a class one time, and I had a student who kept shooting left. So I'm working on his grip. I'm working on his stance. I'm trying to get the get him to to bring that that bore over so he's hitting dead on. And he's complaining about his sights. So I take the gun and I pop three in the head, and it's not the sights at all; it's the gun. Or I mean, it's the it's the student and his techniques. But I'm shooting this gun, and this gun is like boom, boom, and I'm looking at it and it's kicking like crazy. I'm I'm thinking this is just a forty-five. Why is this thing kicking so hard? So I, I took a, a closer look, and I came to realize that both of these guns, the the Sig P two twenty and the Glock twenty one, both forty fives, almost weigh identical weights. So what's the difference? And it turned out that the SIG is an aluminum alloy, which is very stiff, so it translates a lot of that recoil back into your hand. The slap in your hand. That's right. You could definitely feel it. It was distinctly different. I had gotten used to Glocks, and the Glock being a polymer grip, uh, a plastic, actually gives quite a bit more, and it attenuates a lot of that recoil. So even though I have great respect for both those guns, I have better success with my Glock than my SIG. Interesting. You know, one of the things that I like on the polymer grip is that you can modify it. Now, I I had a Glock 19 for years, and it just, the bottom of the trigger guard was rubbed into my middle finger. Finally, I realized, this is plastic. I grabbed a rat tail file, and I corrected that. Right. And and so you can do some minor modifications to the grip to kind of custom make it for you. A lot of guys will stipple them, which is great. You know, they use a uh, welding iron or something, soldering iron, just get some nice grip purchase on that. They can do it themselves or or hire somebody to make it actually look nice. But uh, you can modify these grips so it fits your hand very easily. 
as a, and as opposed to uh, an aluminum frame gun. That's true. You're not Absolutely. Gonna be, not going to be rat filing an aluminum. <laughs> gun. Hey, folks, I want to thank my special guest, Dave Street, D Street Gunsmithing. Check out our Facebook page. Find out how you can win either a gun cleaning all the way down to the springs or a trigger job. And i got to tell you, this uh, Competition 1 trigger you have, awesome. Thank you very much on the Glock 21. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, and have a great weekend. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Evolution Sports in Redlands and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.